Hello and welcome to Pause Pop, positively pop culture, where we talk about things we love enthusiastically and without guilt. I'm KW Taylor. And I'm Carrie Gessner. This week, we are leaning heavily into our interest in the cheesiest music competition shows on the air by covering both I Can See Your Voice and the new season of The Masked Singer. I'm so excited. <laughs> <laughs> but first, as a reminder, we are almost at the one year anniversary of our show. And we're still conducting a survey to find out what you want to hear more of as we enter year two. The link to the survey is in our show notes, and we'll also have it available as a link on our Twitter account, Pause Pop Podcast. Carrie, this is episode 49, which means we are right around the corner of episode 52, <sighs> which is our big anniversary celebration. Is it though? What? Is it 52? Because we skipped a week once. So is it? Oh. Is 51 actually our? Well, is it? Is what it what constitutes our our one year anniversary? Is it a year of episodes know. or is it a year of time? <gasps> My mind is blown. <laughs> and like, didn't we come out on October sixteenth last year? So our episode this year is going to drop on the fourteenth, but we're not technically to our anniversary yet. So would we celebrate it on the twenty first? <gasps> Listeners should jump in with their comments. <laughs> oh yes, we're having. I didn't think this would be a. A matter for debate but sorry we'll see that's <laughs> we made it complicated <laughs> we did make it complicated but now onto our subjects for the week <laughs> <laughs> so i on a whim watched the first episode of i can see your voice which is a new game show on fox hosted by ken jong of the masked singer fame and did you have a chance to watch this also i did yeah I had seen some previews for it, so I wasn't quite sure what to expect, because it's a little... Even the first five minutes, I was like, how does this work? <laughs> but I figured it out. Yeah, let me give an overview, because this is actually one of the most complicated game shows I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah. So it's a singing show, but it's not a singing competition show, okay? So they have one contestant for the whole hour, and that contestant has a chance to win $100,000. But they also have six singers, or six performers, I should say, six performers. And then they have six celebrity judges. And this first episode, Nick Lachey, Kelly Osborne, Arsenio Hall, Cheryl Hines, and Adrian Houghton were the celebrity judges. And they had six singers. And um, the contestant was this woman named Shannon. The singers are all either good singers or bad singers. And it's the contestant's job, with the help of the celebrity judges, to determine, based on very few clues, whether the person <laughs> is going to be a good singer or a bad singer. So the singers are not in the competition. They're, they're almost tools toward answering a question. Mm -hmm. And the contestant is making the determination about whether the person is a good singer or a bad singer. And why don't you give a little background on how, they, how do they figure out if this person is a good singer or a bad singer? Okay, so in the first episode, they split the first six performers up into two groups. So three men and three women, and they had the three men lip sync to the same song. The real singers, the good singers, are lip syncing to their own voice. The not good singers are lip syncing to someone else's voice. And somehow that's supposed to give you a clue <laughs> <laughs> about, about whether they're a real singer or not. And then the contestant gets to eliminate one from each group uh -huh. based on this. And the professional singers, singer judges, people 
are there to be like, oh, this guy held his microphone weird. I don't think he's a professional singer or something like Mm -hmm. and things like that. So it's very, very based on impressions you get. And it's it's really hard. (laughs) Yeah. And they also do these other illumination challenges like they they will look at the person's phone Mm -hmm. to see if there's clues on there about if they're really a singer or not. They had this one girl go into a studio and they altered her voice, but she was really singing, but they made her sound like a chipmunk. Yeah, that was really weird. That was really weird. And then they also just straight up asked one contestant verbally some questions about their singing career. And the person is allowed to lie throughout the process. So it's like, it's all based on things like body language and, and movement and stage presence and it was really hard. Yeah. And so the contestant eliminates one person each round. But the oh. catch is that, you know, there were four people left and she had to choose one person's phone to look at. Mm-hmm. And it's not their actual phone. It's like a little video thing, real that yeah. they will let you scroll through and stuff. Mm-hmm. But you only get to look at one person's. And then... Yeah. You have to decide based on that if that person is a good singer or a bad singer. Do you want to eliminate them? Do you want to want to eliminate someone else? And same thing with the other eliminations. They she only got to ask one person questions. We only sent one person into the recording booth for that weird chipmunky thing. So <laughs> yeah, it's <laughs> honestly I was stressed out the whole time. <laughs> yep, yep, same. But I think I'm going to keep watching it because it was pretty fun. It was. Similar to The Masked Singer, it felt very lighthearted. It felt very comforting. And I thought the judges were very funny. They're not really judges. They're sort of, they're there to help the contestant by being like presenting their case for why they think somebody is or isn't a singer. And then every week they're going to do a thing where whoever on on the panel of celebrities is themselves a singer, they will sing a duet with the last singer standing. And you don't find out until they chime in with their part of the song, whether they're a good singer or a bad singer. <laughs> yeah. And so Nick Lachey was up there and getting ready to do, you know, he sang his part of the song and we're just sitting there waiting <laughs> for that other person to chime in. And it's like, oh my gosh. And then the contestant is just freaking out. So yeah, that part is really, I think that's going to be really fun. I know there's some celebrity judges coming up soon who are pretty good. So I'm excited and I think I'm going to keep watching it. That's cool. We we missed the part about the money. So there's prize money. And every yeah. time you eliminate someone, the person you eliminate gets to sing. And if they're a bad singer, then you get $10,000. And if they're a good singer, you don't get anything for that round. And then by the time you've eliminated five out of six, if the last person standing is a good singer, you win $100,000 total. Yeah. But the catch is that after you've gone through five rounds... You've won X amount of money based on how many bad singers you've you've eliminated. Then, like, she got an amount of money. She could mm-hmm. say, okay, I'm going to keep this money, like, as a safety thing, like, mm-hmm. and not bet on the last person. Yeah. But then you bet on the last person, and if they're good, you win $100,000. And if they're bad, then you lose everything you've won. Yeah. So... <laughs> I was I was so stressed out. And every time someone gets eliminated, when they do sing the song, it's sort of the same thing. They will like replay the intro music for a couple, you know, a couple measures. So mm-hmm. <laughs> the people don't don't start singing as soon as you think they're going to. And it's just like this dramatic pause. 
Mm-hmm. I I was super super stressed. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's very stressful, but it's it's exciting though, and it's it's fun. Are you think you're gonna watch more? It's definitely a lot of fun. I think I will, but if it gets too stressful, I might stop because like these people could win good money or lose good money, and it has that added element that the mass singer doesn't that lets me enjoy mm-hmm. the mass singer without really any stress at all. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I understand. We'll see. We'll <laughs> see how far I get. We will. Cool. Well, yeah, that was super fun. And this they're pairing this because Ken Jong is the host of this, but he's one of the judges on The Masked Singer. They're pairing it with The Masked Singer. And recently we had a chance to have one of our quintessential long conversations with our friend Rachel Porter <laughs> about The Masked Singer's season four premiere. Okay, explain this to me. The Masked Singer yeah. started in 2019. That's yeah. last year. And they're already on season four. I'm just saying that's weird. It is, but it's not like a, a normal show that has seasons that has one season per year. Right. They do like a fall one and then a spring one, it seems like. Yeah. Right? Yep. Yep. So But yeah, so I mean en- I mean enjoy the our more conversation. Singer- <laughs> the more mass singer the better. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so enjoy our conversation with Rachel. Welcome. We are here once again with our good friend Rachel. Rachel, would you like to introduce yourself a little bit again, or do you just want to jump into our conversation? I'm back. Um, (laughs) I'm Rachel. I've been on this a few times. I love being on this pod, and I'm excited to talk about what we're going to talk about today. Which is? The new season of The Masked Singer. The Masked Singer. It's come to save us. (laughs) Oh my gosh, seriously, though. Yes. (laughs) I mean, it's been a it's been a weird and rough week, and I watched it on Wednesday night, right before I went to bed, and I was sort of surprised it was available because it was after it had aired, but it was it was on our Fox on the Roku or something, and the whole hour I was just like, this is so calming, and like everyone is joyful and delightful, and, <laughs> and it was the perfect thing to do right before bed. Yes. I'm so glad it's back. I was watching it at the same time as Carrie, like a little bit behind, and we were chatting as we were watching it. Mm -hmm. And it was just, that was a great way to end the day. It was wonderful. (laughs) It was. (laughs) We couldn't wait for Rachel to watch it the next day. It was kind of a hard wait. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It was a hard wait for me. (laughs) (laughs) I bet. We were chatting secretly without you. (laughs) I assumed. Yeah. (laughs) So we wouldn't spoil you. Thank you. We should try to coordinate so we can all watch it at the same time. Yes. That would be super fun. <laughs> that would be very fun. So I, I do want to mention, that, so despite the era of COVID, they are filming this or they they filmed, I'm not sure if they finished the whole season yet, but they did film this and they changed some ways that they do things to make it safe and stuff. And I think it's so funny that like the Masked Singer in some ways is the safest show to produce in this era <laughs> because the performers are literally masked and i will say a little thing like if like 20 some performers some of whom are in advanced age can dance around on a stage every week with a huge costume and a big heavy mask on and sing and dance and all this i'm sorry but i think you can put a mask on for 10 minutes to go into costco but that's that's my only political (laughs) comment here (laughs) i agree with you (laughs) Maybe people should sing while they wear their mask in Costco so they feel like they're on the mask Singer. There you go. And I... it's like cosplay. Yes. Yes. Yeah, that would be awesome. Maybe I'll just 
paper mache myself like a dragon head, and that'll be my whole mask. That sounds great. That would be very stylish. <laughs> but I do want to. I want to. I do want to mention just because I did some research on this. They changed their set, so all the judges are farther apart than usual, which you can only really notice when they show them all together. That their desk is suddenly huge, and they're all at least six <laughs> feet apart. I yeah. They get COVID tests every two days, all the judges, and I presume Nick and, and the performers too. And they did some weird things to make it look like there's a full audience in the auditorium, but there is not. Basically, they're filming their crew. They're also using recycled footage from previous seasons. And then they're doing CGI to make it look like it's a full auditorium when it is not. And they're doing things to the sound to make it sound like a full auditorium. When there's really probably only a smattering of audience reaction, they pump the audio up to make it sound like a full room so it's all trickery and cgi and <laughs> i think that's hilarious yeah on the one hand it's really cool but on the other it freaks me out just a little bit <laughs> <laughs> that we could fake things so well you know well and i think well i was actually i was talking to rachel about this the showrunner was like i am so sick of watching people be on zoom i wanted this to look as normal as possible and while still taking precautions, and also Ken Jeong is a, is a medical doctor, and he's been doing a podcast about COVID all summer, and his wife is a physician. So he's been advising them on how to make it as safe as possible. So yeah, it looks uncanny and strange, but I also appreciate that there's not just floating Zoom heads all over the screen, because that would have been a bummer. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, good for them for making it safe. I will say, I watched Ken Jeong's other show, I Can, I can See Your Voice, and the CGI audience looked a little less good on that show. It was a little more <laughs> obvious that it was fake. <laughs> I was very glad to hear about all the safety precautions because that was the one thing that kind of took me out of the show was worrying about how they got these audience members in there mm -hmm. and how they were like all next to each other and unmasked. And I was like, you moved the judges far apart. What about these people? Yeah. And so now I feel like I can just fully relax and enjoy this show again. And I'm very, very thrilled about it. <laughs> I think next year's Emmys should have like a special who filmed best and who did best in COVID times category oh, or something. That's really good. Because I think everything they did to give us the show that we love in a really safe way is awesome. And I really agree with the showrunner. I'm so tired of Zoom. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So should we go ahead and recap the first episode and Notice that there will probably be spoilers for the first episode here that we discuss, as well as speculation. So maybe be be warned about that. <laughs> yes. Be afraid. <laughs> so first up, the first performer is the sun. And <gasps> yeah, <that's Sorry. laughs> Rachel gasped. And that was all of our reactions and all of the judges reactions. <laughs> Because she just came out with a bang, and she was so good. She started acapella, which is crazy. Mm -hmm. And she she did so on Lizzo's Because I Love You, and that is not an easy song, I don't think. No, that's a really hard song, and it was very... And her costume is gorgeous. She's full of, like, sunshine and, and gold, and it's beautiful and not creepy. Some costumes are creepy, as we've discussed before, but this one was just beautiful. And yeah, such an amazing, powerful voice, and... Uh, yeah, I don't know. She was just great. She is definitely my early favorite. Yeah. Having seen not all of the contestants yet, but still. I disagree a little bit about the costume because it is amazing. It's gorgeous. 
But for me, it's still a little, the face, the face mask is still a little bit uncanny. (laughs) It reminds me a little bit of the Night Angel. But when I look at it, it's just like, I can't tell if it's upside down or not. (laughs) (laughs) And there's no mouth. So it just, it's not my favorite. I'm just going to put that out there. (laughs) I think the gown is beautiful. So maybe I haven't, I I don't know that I was super paying attention to the face being upsetting. I just thought the gown was so pretty and her voice was so pretty and it just, and the judges yeah. lost their minds. They were just like so <laughs> into it. They all loved her. Yeah. So yeah, she did just phenomenally. And that was a song that I'm not as super familiar with. So that was nice. To, sometimes I like it if there's a song that I really connect with that I've maybe only heard a couple times. And if they interpret it differently or, or just very, very well, I'm like, that's now a song that I really dig. So yeah, I appreciated mm-hmm. that. And it is, it is a hard song to sing. So yeah, but I will say she didn't have a ton of like other... Other than her voice, she didn't have a ton of other stage presence. She was a little gestury, but that was kind of it. And sometimes I appreciate a little more bopping around and stuff. So I don't know. That was my only thing. Do we want to save our speculation till the end? Let's save our speculation to the end. Is that cool? Okay. Okay. Sure. So then we had the giraffe. And I literally didn't even remember what he sang, honestly. (laughs) I had to look it up. He was a little, I don't know. What did we think about the giraffe? My least favorite. Yeah. I didn't think he was bad. (laughs) <laughs> okay um <laughs> i don't know that he was bad but i felt like he got overpraised and i did not enjoy the little like other giraffe like things on stage with him i did not like that <laughs> and i just he was my least favorite he was yeah i like his costume it's it's fine <laughs> Wow. It's cool. It's like Baroque. He's got a wig. Yeah. And and that thing around his neck. Cravat. Mm-hmm. Oh. That's cool. I do appreciate rocking a cravat. <laughs> so he did Let's Get It Started, right? Yeah. By the Black Eyed Peas. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And apparently we don't think super highly of him. So maybe we should just move on. He was fine. <laughs> I mean, like, yeah, it was, it was fine. one of those things where... I sort of registered it while I was watching it, but then I almost immediately forgot it, everything about it. Like, it was just very <laughs> unmemorable. And I've got some opinions on who that might be, but yeah, we'll get into that. But then we have Popcorn, who did What About Us by Pink. And I really like that song. That's, that's a good song. Um, and she mm-hmm. was, like, first of all, her costume is scary. She was the one of this group that I thought was <laughs> a frightening costume, and I did not love it. Did you like it? I thought it was really cute. <laughs> It's cute in some ways, but it's got a face, and the, I think we are not real yeah. fond of like the human-like faces. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah, that was my big gripe with it. It just looks a little too cartoony and weird. Her eyes are really big. Yeah, and she's got like one tooth. She's got one tooth in the front there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I saw some speculation online, and this is not my my speculation, so I'm just going to put this out there since it's not like. But because of her weird little. Brooklyn accent in her clue package. Some people think she's Cindy Lauper, but I don't think that's true. I think that's the stupidest guess that I've seen all season. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> nice. She does not sound like Cindy Lauper when she sings. I think the thing that was throwing people off, she looks so silly, and then her clue package is real silly, and yet her voice is really strong and not silly, and she didn't sing a silly song, and it was just very powerful and she and the son are both very powerful singers so that was that was pretty neat yeah and before you call something the stupidest guess 
you've heard this season, you haven't heard mine. So just... Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> just watch out. Okay. <laughs> so yeah, she... I mean, did you guys think her performance was good? Other than being, you know, thinking about her outfit? Oh, I yeah, did. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Very good. I mean, we'll talk about the snowy owls, but overall, I think the singers that come across as female in the first episode were really, really strong. Yeah. Stronger than the ones who came across as male. Yep. Agreed. Yeah, I think Sun came right out of the gate, starting really, really strong. Mm-hmm. The episode as a whole was really strong for me, but then when Popcorn sang, Nicole was like, oh, I think you're going to give the Sun a run for her money. So I think they're definitely the top two performers yeah. mm-hmm. right now for me. So For sure. Agreed. I even almost think the Popcorn had a little more stage presence than the Sun, but because her outfit is so silly, I think that may have helped undercut it and was not as impressive but i think she actually did a better job as a stage performer i think the sun's vocals might be stronger though so i'd have to listen to them back to back same i think they might be strong in different ways yeah true true so then we have the dragon who had a really great costume i really liked his costume i thought it was really Mm -hmm. dramatic and really pretty agreed i like the costumes that are that are mythical creatures i think those are fun yeah it's a very it's a very very cool costume and I, I no spoilers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yet. Yet. But in terms of performing, he did Mama Said Knock You Out by LL Cool J. And he did fine. He didn't really move around a lot. And I think I was I was talking to you guys about this, that I sometimes think that people who rap get a really, it's really hard on this show mm-hmm. to be an effective rapper, whether that's what the singer is known for in their real performing life or not. Last season, Bow Wow was the frog, if I remember correctly, yes. And he was like all over the place. And he was rapping most of his performances, but he also was dancing and just really, really selling it. And I feel like rapping is such a facial thing and also a movement thing. And other than the vocal performance, if you don't have as much of a vocal range to go off of, you have to bring something else. And I don't think that's true when you're performing as yourself, you can bring your facial expressions into it. And without that, if you're not very physically dynamic, you end up with a big disadvantage and are often voted off pretty early. And I think that's what happened here. I think he did great, but it was not very physically dynamic. And that was that was to his detriment. But I think the song is good. And I like that song. And I think he performed it well. It was just he needed to bring some physicality, unfortunately. So yeah. But I also think in previous seasons, rappers, people who are known for being rappers who sing on the show end up doing really well. So that's that's kind of the, the big issue. Yeah, I think, yeah, I mean, it is still a singing competition. Mm-hmm. So I think people generally vote for a combination of who they think is a, is a really good singer and who they enjoy just from their stage presence. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of times, it, you know, it favors... The, the people who are actually strong singers over people who might be good, but they're not they're not trained singers and stuff like that, yeah. you know? Yep. Okay, so I think that, yeah, certain genres do better on this show. I think that when somebody can be, like, diverse in their, in their types of genres that they perform, mm-hmm. do a little bit of R&B, do a little bit of country, do a little bit of rock, like, if you can, a little bit of pop, if you can kind of cover a lot of different genre bases... I think that that ends up being more successful overall, too. Mm-hmm. I think that's why I I really don't like that they send someone home in the first on the first episode. Mm-hmm. 
because it's just so hard to judge from one performance. So I personally would feel a little bit better if they waited until people had two performances to send people home. But that would mean more episodes. (laughs) So (laughs) I wouldn't be mad about that, though. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. (laughs) For sure. So next last were the Snowy Owls, which is the first dual costume in the history of the American Mass Singer. What did you guys think about about them? I think the costume's really cool and really beautiful, and I thought they did a good job. I can't remember the song they sang, but I remember liking it. They did um, Say Something by A Great Big World. Yes, I really liked that song, and I liked that performance of it. It was beautiful. They they sound really good together. I think their individual voices are strong, and they go together really well. It was a beautiful, like, harmonizing, and that song is a duet anyway, and it was just gorgeous. And their costumes are amazing. I feel like they're very stuck in that little like eggshell thing. And I hope they get out of it at some point. (laughs) (laughs) It does make it hard for them to dance around the stage. That's for sure. sure. (laughs) That's true. Yeah. I do feel like this show was like amping up this. It's the first two headed costume as though it's like a two headed creature versus two individuals singing together. Yeah. I don't know. That was weird to me. So I hope that the egg was just to like amplify that and they are able to be two snowy owls on stage. Yeah. Separated at some point. Yeah. I think that that's the idea. I, I, well, unless we're wrong, maybe they'll stay in that little eggshell the whole time. That seems really limiting. And those voices better be good. Yeah. (laughs) And I think they do, they do clearly have strong voices. I think it'll be interesting if they have bits in future performances where they're able to sing separately at least part of their song because I think that part of my trouble in thinking about who that might be is trying to separate their sound so I when we talk about speculation I'll talk about some of the research that I did to try to figure out who they might be (laughs) yeah that was what I was gonna say so one sounds like a man one sounds like a woman and they each sang a line or two at the beginning but then the rest of the song they sang together harmonizing so I think that put the judges and us at a pretty big disadvantage because it's really hard to, I mean, you're already trying to figure out who these people are, but now you have two voices layered on top of each other. Uh So I was just like, I have no guess. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) I do want to mention that the clue packages, because that I think threw me off with certain things. But one thing about the, to go back to the safety thing, the clue packages this year are all animated. So they didn't have to do extra production with human beings present on a set to do the clue packages, which they usually do these little skits and stuff. And they deliberately animated them instead so that they can be safer. And then the other thing is that, Carrie, you'll like this. The animation is done by the people who do Bob's Burgers. (gasps) No way. That's really cool. cool? I'll have to pay more attention. Yeah. So the thing about their clue package, I think, made people think they're a brother and sister. And yet I saw a preview for this season that said it was a husband and wife. So I find all of that very distractingly conflicting. So I'm very torn on what I... Because it also could just be people who know each other. Um, it might not even be a couple. So, I mean, or or brother and sister. I don't know. They said that they worked in Hollywood, so they could have played a brother and sister. They could have played a husband and wife. That is, the clues can get very, not misleading. They could be true, but 
you know, with a couple degrees of separation. Yeah. <laughs> I think they are intentionally highly interpretable. Yep. <laughs> I do want to mention before we get into speculation, I do want to mention we watched, we also watched the preview episode that gave a sneak peek of all the performers and costumes without letting them sing. And the other people that we have to look forward to later are group B is going to be baby alien, crocodile, gremlin, seahorse, serpent, and whatchamacallit, which I'm very against the whatchamacallit, but whatever. And then group <laughs> three is squiggly monster, broccoli, jellyfish. Super against. Lips, which is a nightmare. Lips is a total <laughs> abomination. I hate it. Mushroom. And I think that's, yeah, that's it. I don't like whatchamacallit or squiggly monster because those are not real creatures. Like I think to me to have an effective costume, it needs to either be a concept that exists or a <laughs> mythical creature or an animal and no body parts separate from a body and no fake monsters. Those are my rules. What about vegetables? That's fine. That's a real thing. Broccoli, broccoli is frightening to look at, but it's a real thing. It doesn't have a face. This broccoli is terrible. They're really <laughs> nicely easing us in to the creatures. They started us off like the nice, easier to like more digestible costumes. Yes, for sure. For sure. <laughs> yes. I like how this is our maybe third episode talking about the mass singer. And I <laughs> I feel like KW, you do that spiel for every every time we talk about the mass singer about what you think is a good costume. <laughs> I'm serious, but I'm not I mean it's I mean everybody has their preferences too, but like Yeah, no no no. I just I just think it's hilarious. Oh my gosh. I get so what it's up. worth. I did not mind the Watchmacallit last season, but I think some of that was because of the Nicole Watchmacallit adorableness. Yes. But this one is like a mop of hair. Yeah. And it's terrible. It's really scary looking. It's got one <laughs> eye. It's oh I hate it. Ugh. It's awful. <laughs> he better be a great singer to make up for that. Wiggly Monster has all of the extra eyes. Yeah. Also dreadful. Yeah. Now, I, the one I think is really cute, we didn't talk about this as a gimmick that they're going to have, is Baby Alien is a puppet. So the performer yeah. is going to be in this big container behind it and then singing inside the thing but then also operating this baby alien puppet to make the baby alien look like it's singing and i think the alien is adorable and i'm very excited about that so i can't wait to see that that one perform i'm a little nervous because that just seems like so much concentration so either they're just really really good at you know physical things or maybe it's already a person who's already a puppeteer yeah i think it's a person who's a puppeteer personally I feel like that would limit our guesses. Yeah, <laughs> It could. And I also, I'm sure there are a lot of puppeteers. I don't know. That's true. <laughs> Maybe there's a secret YouTube puppeteer sensation because I will never have heard of it. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> I hope it's someone from Sesame Street. Oh, yeah. They're not super famous on their own usually. The only other thing that I could say is that even if it's somebody who, I mean, I'm going to go ahead and say my guess on that without seeing them perform, but I think it's probably, oh, what's his name? Oh, crap. Jeff Dunham. Jeff Dunham. But, you know, even if it is Jeff Dunham or some other person who's known for ventriloquism, he can't see what he's doing unless he's got some kind of little camera in there because he'll be in this box. And when you're on stage with your ventriloquism dummy, you can see what you're doing. It's like a lot easier. Yeah. So I don't even know. Like, it's probably it's either him or someone else who has a secret skill, like how Neil Patrick Harris is kind of quasi secretly a great magician. 
It's somebody who maybe has that skill, but maybe you're not aware of it. Maybe it's Dave Coulier. Oh, you know what? That's a really good guess because I think he's done stuff like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The Mr. Woodchuck on Full House yeah. all the time, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Forgot about that. Okay. Well, we'll have to see. I will say for the upcoming costumes, I think my favorite is Seahorse. It's a very beautiful costume. Yeah. And it's really cool. That one is lovely. I'm excited for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is great. So let's go ahead and do our speculation on these. <laughs> <laughs> Who do we think the sun is? My sun guess is Emily Blunt. Oh, okay. Okay. Because she can sing. Mm-hmm. She is a great performer. She can sing. She can dance. She can do all of those things. And at one point in her clue package, A, it referenced Disney, and she's been in um, some Disney films. Mm-hmm. And B, it referenced, she said she took herself to a quiet place. Oh. And Emily yeah. Blunt was the star of a quiet place. That's a good one. Oh, one thing we didn't mention as we're kind of doing these initial guesses, something they did differently on the show this season is they lock in the judge's first guess so that they can bring it back out later and they get some kind of extra, I don't know, award or something as a judge for getting whatever. Yeah. But I thought that was cool. And it's kind of like what we're doing now. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And I think it'll be fun because the longer a contestant is on, I feel like you're impressions of them can change Mm -hmm. so you know if we get six weeks from now and we see what they put in the vault in week one i think those are going to be really funny yes oh yes Yes. especially ken's usually (laughs) (laughs) well you know what his his verbal guesses are always sillier than his quote-unquote real guesses so i think he's putting legit guesses on those pieces of paper (laughs) (laughs) so who else who do y'all think the sun is I think that's a really good guess. I hadn't thought of that, but it now all makes sense to me. So that's my that's my like backup guess. I was initially thinking Demi Lovato, though, because there was Disney stuff. There was a mention of Frozen, and she sang the pop version of Let It Go. And mm-hmm. um, she's yeah. got that kind of rich tone to her voice. I don't know if she looks like the profile of the sun, but, you know, I don't know. We all look different in quarantine, so maybe, <laughs> maybe that is her. I'm not sure. <laughs> Uh, I think that's a pretty good guess. I was sort of stuck between her and Lindsay Lohan. Oh. Because they've they've both been Disney people and they both had like ups and downs. Mm-hmm. After listening to her a second time this morning, I don't think it's Demi Lovato just based on the voice because mm. I have listened to her relatively a lot and um, it doesn't quite sound like her to, to me. Mm-hmm. So I rewatched some of the performances this morning before we did this on YouTube because they have nice little clips of like the clues plus the the performance. Mm-hmm. And I looked at some of the comments and do you want me to share one that I thought was good yeah. with you? Yeah, yeah. Sure. Okay. So a couple people said it was Leanne Rhymes and I think mm. I might be on their side. Mm. Interesting. Because she does have a really strong voice mm-hmm. and I know she had some personal stuff that, like, she dropped off the face of the world for a, for a little while. Mm-hmm. Was she a Mickey Mouse Club kid? No, I don't think That's so. That's a good question. I really don't know. I'm trying to make a Disney connection for her. Right. Yeah, I'm pretty sure she was not, but that doesn't... I mean, she could have done the theme song for a lesser-known Disney movie or a direct-to-video Disney movie. Actually, right. I feel like... I'm going to look something up real quick. <laughs> Let's keep talking. Okay. I think that's a good guess because she does have that... I think people forget that when she came on the scene, 
when she was a teenager, people were like, oh, how could this huge voice come out of this tiny young teen? And she was known for this big voice. Yeah. Yeah. But I think I think that, you know, it's still, Demi Lovato is still, I'm sorry, I'm still kind of leaning in that direction. No, yeah, that's cool. But I'm, in, I'm intrigued by this Emily Blunt guest too. So, yeah. Yes, me too. Just a quick, quick little Google search. Um, apparently, Leanne Rimes had her own Disney special in 1997. Oh. And she also recorded an official anthem song for the 50th anniversary of Disneyland called oh. Remember When. Okay. Okay. Well, I think all three of these are, are top guesses. Do we have any other wild guesses? Because I, really, I don't really have any other guesses for her. No, Mm-mm. me neither. Okay. What about the giraffe? No idea. I had no guesses for the giraffe. Okay, uh, <laughs> so I don't think this is correct, but the whole time I was listening, I was like, this dude's voice sounds really, really familiar. Uh-huh. So I haven't quite gotten there yet, but it sort of sort of sounds like Lin-Manuel Miranda, yeah. but not enough that, I, that I'm convinced that's the guess. I'm just like using that as a jumping off point. Oh my so. god, if this is Lynn Manuel Miranda and I said it was my least favorite, I would die. <laughs> I honestly I think it is though. <laughs> I think it is Lindy. Yeah, I do. Do you? <laughs> I do. But here's the reasons. So he didn't really he didn't pick a good song to showcase his voice. He does rap. And as much as I like him, sometimes his voice is not actually the strongest thing about his performance. Mm-hmm. So I'll I'll just say that he's an excellent composer and actor and and rapper and and artist but i don't know that he's he's not a crooner he's not a crooner no and so i think he really is we're gonna get some strange performances out of him but let me tell you why i think it's him is that (laughs) they said at the beginning and they've said in articles that they were able to get some random people because people are not people don't have much going on so they got bigger stars this time than usual plus as big of a star as he is he will he will do almost anything on tv <laughs> like the dumbest stuff i've been surprised like whoa that's that's lin-manuel miranda like why is he doing this i think he just enjoys performing no matter in what capacity and he's yeah. always joyful but he's been on he's done cameos in stuff that it seems like dude what are you doing so i honestly <laughs> think it might be him and they also had references okay. to presidents and secret service and political things and his his whole look is very you know, Revolutionary War era. So right, right. Yeah, that's what I was thinking too. Oh my god! I'm honestly <laughs> glad that you that you agree because I was like stuck on this and I was like, it can't really be him. So maybe it's just someone who sounds like him. So I was sort of hedging my guess there, but I really thought that that was going to be the stupidest guess that you'd ever heard. No, no. <laughs> I'm going to be rewatching this performance as soon as we are done because <laughs> well, and- I will die. I love him. They had Wayne Brady on. Was that just? two seasons ago and i mean they know each other because wayne brady was in the uh subsequent cast of hamilton wasn't he in the touring and he was in the chicago okay yeah specifically yeah so i think it's not out and and wayne could have been like dude this was so fun i mean i don't know i just this is such a lynn thing to do this show to be honest (laughs) so yeah yeah it is i will say he is actually really busy he's writing a ton of stuff right now he has like three or four major projects which does not mean he did not also do this. Yeah. Right. But he is pretty busy. I get the feeling that actually the time commitment of this, especially if you're one who ends up going out early, is actually not as great as we assume. And you're because you're not allowed to be talked to by a lot of people on set, 
there's a lot of downtime. So, I mean, I think it's totally reasonable to think he's in his dressing room writing in between performances. I think the the recording time of this show is only a few weeks, really. Yeah. And it's not like American Idol where I assume they're practicing most of the week for for the performance. Mm -hmm. I think they they've condensed a lot and, you know, some probably take it more seriously than others and practice a little bit more than others but uh (laughs) so popcorn who do we think popcorn is i can't remember why i guessed this but i guessed jennifer hudson i do not remember why there was something in the clue package that made me think that and her voice is really really strong but i can't remember what it was in the clue package that made me think it i'd buy that i don't really have a guess for her so i'll i don't either i'll just go along with that cool and then we know we know that the dragon was the dragon ended up being drumroll Busta Rhymes. Yep. And I kind of as soon as they started guessing that on the show, I was like, "Oh yeah, that's totally him." I <laughs> didn't even debate it. I mean, I thought it might have been a boxer, but like he was a little too good of a rapper, so I was I was fine with that being the reality. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I had no idea for the dragon and was happy for it to be Busta. Yeah, same. And then Snowy Owls. Rachel, do you have a guess on them? I went along with one of the guesses the judges had, uh, Amy Grant and Vince Gill, because I do think it's probably people who know each other very, very well, at least, if not definitely a like husband, wife, or brother, sister, but people who have sang together a lot and really, really like just know each other's voices really well. Yeah. And yeah, I liked that guess. So I went with that. Great. Yeah, I think that's a pretty good guess. I kind of want it to be that, but honestly, as a person who in high school was a huge Amy Grant fan, as much as I love her, her voice is not as good as this person. <laughs> and I, I mean, she could have been getting better. I also, Vince Gill has a very, has a little bit of a higher tenor. But again, they're married, like they have sung together, it could be them. But honestly, I did some, I did some comparison analysis, and I am 99% <laughs> sure that it is Clint Black and Lisa Hartman Black. Okay. All right. They have a duet where they sound almost exactly like this. So it's another husband and wife. It's another, you know, country guy with his wife who does slightly different styles of stuff. And she, to me, was not quite as strong a singer as the guy. And Lisa is mostly an actress, but she does sing. So I'm 99% sure it's them. If it's not them, I really do hope it's Amy and Vince. Cool. Cool. Mine's not a serious guess, but I think it was Ken. Who, <laughs> who picked up on the rose in the clue package and decided it was Eugene Levy and Catherine O'Hara from Oh yeah, that <laughs> <The> was Ken. <laughs> Nothing would make me happier. <laughs> yes. I, I know, right? I think I just like burst out in laughter and I was like, that would be so amazing. And I'm just sticking with that, even though I know it's 99% not true. <laughs> That's probably not true. I I think that that would make sense with some of the weird clues, though, because they've played brother and sister, they've played husband and wife, they used to date in real life. So their relationship is like weirdly, like collaborative, but also complicated and, and all the roles they've had. I think that I think the voice sounds more like her. I don't think Eugene Levy can sing like that. (laughs) I have no idea. Those those wonderful people seem to be able to do anything. That's true. That's true. (laughs) This was so much fun. Yes. Yeah. We will have to do a recap show at the end of the season or or even mid-season as we see fit. I think it would be really cool if we could do maybe mid-season after we've been introduced to all the groups 
Yes. A couple of times and then mm-hmm. an end. Yes. But who knows how that'll all work out between all of the stuff we're doing. That's right. I'm so happy that the show is back and I'm so happy that we get to chat about it both via text and sort of in person on a call. So thank you guys. <laughs> yes. Thank you. Yes. Our group chats have brought me some peace in this very difficult week. So thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks so much for being with us, Rachel. Literally anytime. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks so much to Rachel again for joining us. It's always a blast to talk about The Masked Singer with her. So we were very excited to have her back. We're also very excited to have The Masked Singer back. (laughs) But next week, we'll be talking about more great pop culture topics. So be sure to listen. Our theme music is by Joseph McDade. You can find me on Twitter at Carrie Gessner. And you can find me on Twitter at Katie Taylor Writer. And you can find us together on Twitter at Pause Pop Podcast, where you can also find the link to our listener survey. If you want to email us, please send an email to positivelypopculture at gmail.com. Thank you for listening. Stay healthy and safe. And join us next time for another episode of Pause Pop. <laughs>